Watch who? Hello. Hello. And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. And you join us, listener. We're at Fetch Priory, having a lovely breakfast here in the in the kitchen. Uh, there's some lovely toast and marmalade. Dr. Fendelman, whatever you think of him, does a nice breakfast here. It's a good brekkie. It's lovely, isn't it? A nice little like stove at the side. <laughs> lovely kitchen table. Whenever I hear Dr. Fendelman, I think like I feel like Fendelman's very close to the name of a drug. Sounds a bit like a drug, I suppose. Fendelman. There is a drug <laughs> though, isn't there? That like I'm not like making this up, am I? I'm not going it's, insane. This is. It sounds it like it could possibly like, be a drug. I think people. I think it's a heroin replacement. Okay, well, we might look we that up. Look, look that up. I'll carry on while you look that up. Um, yep, yeah, welcome back, everybody. We're we're making our way through season fifteen at the moment. And by the time this episode goes out, it would have been a couple of weeks since The Power of the Doctor was on. As we are recording, it was on yesterday. So you've got Fendol, which is a drug. I don't know what it's used for. And then you've got Fentanyl. Oh, I've heard of that. What does that do? And that's the one that's like, it's a bad one. It's it's opiate. It's, it's like heroin. Oh, I was going to say, I think I've... So and what's this doctor called? Fendelman. So you can get a drug called Fendel. Maybe that's where it's come from. Maybe. It's a lot of research into it. <laughs> right, well, anyway, as I was saying. Based on the name of a Doctor Who character I've just done. <laughs> as I was saying. Yeah, it was Power of the Doctor yesterday. You're going to talk to us about it, Mark. Well, just saying it was very, very good. I mean, it, it would have been a couple of weeks ago now, but um, we did have the appearance of Ian. Yes. So I watched... I haven't watched it because I know people don't like that, but I did want to watch the end. And also, Mark told me Ian was in it. Mark messaged me. I was at a work event, so I do, I couldn't watch it anyway. It's not like, um, like I could. But I was um, at a gig, got a message being like, "Ian's in it." <laughs> Take that WMC Wi-Fi blocker. So um, <laughs> that came through. So. I was like, okay. And then you mentioned it was at the end. So I watched the bit, like I went to the end and I saw some other characters and I thought, oh, I want, this must be it. And then you messaged me. It, it was when, it, how did I see it? Only because Br- Bradley Walsh's character. You went yeah. at the start of the season. So not like Jodie's reign is what I'm trying to say because I saw the pictures, obviously. So I was like, oh, we'll go from here. Because it's towards the end, and this probably se- this makes the most sense, which was I think was probably the perfect spot. So that I went from the there, and then I got to see the Katie Manning was in it as well. I loved Ian's little line. Oh, it's so good that he was there. It's so amazing. It was. Do you know what? There was just a real poignancy to like him being there saying it as well. Sorry, did you say her? I really loved it. It was great. It was really good. It was great to see them all. We thought that would happen, and it was just wonderful, just for that one line, to be there. And there's some behind the scenes. where it was scenes. filmed. I, re- I recognised where it was in Cardiff. Oh, where was that? That was at Grange Pavilion. 
Oh, it's just on the road from me here. It's not far. It's like a ten minute walk from my flat. I mean, I was surprised they got them all together. I thought they would do a thing where they went to them and filmed them, especially William Russell, who is like ninety something. But they brought them all down for them to travel down together. Oh, they'll have arranged something for him. Yeah, I mean, he's more than he's in the first one, so they'll have arranged something. Well, uh, there was um. A picture behind the scenes. So Jodie Whittaker, she's not in that bit, but she came down to see them all. So there's a picture of her and the, all Aww. of them, and her like it's so weird to see William Russell and Jodie Whittaker yeah. like standing next to each other, talking to each other. Like how amazing is that? That shows. That shows like because is he the last one of that original? No, there's not because Susan as well, isn't there? Susan, well, no, yeah, no Susan in this. No, but Ted, <laughs> I'm saying like Susan is and. But Barbara's passed away? Yeah, yeah. So from the first episode, you've got Susan and Ian. Yeah. Which, I mean, also in itself is pretty amazing. Like, half of the cast is still alive. It's pretty amazing as well. For something that's 60 years old. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. So that made it. And it was a good episode, and a lot of people have enjoyed it. Um, do you want to tell... You got into a bit of an argument online, did you, about this? <laughs> What's been going on here? You know what? I thought you'd love it. Were you really proud of me? I, got, I was very surprised. You swear, where, were you not proud of what I said, it? Mark? No, it was wonderful what you said. <laughs> but where did you get into this argument online? Oh, just on Facebook. Just someone was talking about the fact that David Tennant was back and they, they were saying, and Rusty Davis is back, finally feel like I can watch Doctor Who again. Because I think regardless, there's been a lot of criticism of, I mean, you know, I don't I don't watch it, but I see from our fans, there's always been bits of criticism of the writing. And Anyway, and then someone wrote something that basically was like, uh, yeah, get rid of this woke shit or something like that was. Sorry, wasn't it? I'm trying to find it. Um, okay, they said, at last, no more woke. I might become a fan again, although we might still have LGBT if Russell T. Davis is involved. Doctor Who is about time travel and Daleks, not being politically correct or advertising the right to sexual preferences. So then I said, which has had six likes so far, <laughs> in what is just some random people's conversations. So I'll take it. I disagree. As someone who runs a Doctor Who podcast and is watching it all for the first time from the 60s, Doctor Who has always championed political topics. It was the first show ever at the BBC to have a female producer and the first episodes were directed by a non-white director, also a BBC first. There's a story based on joining the EU, The Curse of Peladon. The Green Death was about the environment and had political activists. It's always been about the themes and topics of our time, just using travelling through time to teach people. And then I found an article which I posted and if you should have been, you couldn't see it because it was quite a long thing that I sent you which was from Digital Spy, called Think Doctor Who is Getting Too Political, You've Not Been Paying Attention. And then right at the bottom, basically, it was like, this is nothing to do with politics, it's just people don't like a woman playing a strong character. That's basically what the article was about. And then loads of other people commented. And someone wrote something, which I just want to share, because I thought it was really good, because lots of people have been replying to this thread. <laughs> At some point, I'm really sorry, but it's always been woke. Dalek personify fascism, xenophobia, and eugenics. Cybermen represent transplant fears in the 60s. The Pertwee era had many stories about environmentalism. There's Dr. Liz Short and Sarah Jane Smith with feminism and women's lib. Zoe being an intellectual equal to the doctor. Social commentary about war. 
slavery, overthrowing oppressive regimes, problems with nationalism and patriotism, how big corporations only care about profit. There's a whole allegory for the... Uh, sorry, I just clicked a button to read more and it, it, I've lost where I am. <laughs> There's a whole allegory for the Vietnam War, the tax system, stories about disinformation and keeping people in ignorance, Cold War tales, reality TV and violence, and that just that's just classico. It's always been like this. Amazing. I can't believe you're getting into these discussions. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great uh, it was a great episode, and to see those characters again. But I think even the people that didn't like this time enjoyed this episode. I've seen now. So. It's interesting because I know someone who hasn't enjoyed this time at all, but they saw Jodie early in the, her first season, and then saw this, and they thought that they watched it all, but they like it felt like she was quite um, she wasn't as strong in terms of like uh, as she was when she first came and so that was like as in they've they've watched the first few episodes of the season her first season whatever that was and then they watched this and they were saying to me today like oh i really didn't like it like i watched it because i wanted to watch it but um i think that this was one more for longtime fans because it brought back all of those characters that people know and love like ian love ian um, and I think it, I thought like I saw the, um, regeneration. So I saw that happen. Cause I was like, I wanted to see who it was going to be. Um, and I thought that was really lovely. I think I'd have liked a little bit more script or I don't know. It felt quite quick, but I thought it was beautiful. I thought the score was gorgeous. Like I felt quite emotional watching it. I think, you know, she had her ice cream and stuff like that. I think I would have just liked a little bit more. You know, normally you get these beautiful long speeches from the Doctor when they regenerate. That that's their big moment of like, and I don't know. That was just missing. I thought a bit. That was quite. I thought that was quite nice though, because the last few they do that. It's gone on a bit too much. It's gone the other way. There's speech, 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 and you're just thinking, oh, I'll just get on with it. <laughs> I really liked how quick this oh, was and how this happened. It was a nice change. It felt like more of, yeah, I don't know, because so they're like, oh, I'm regenerating. Oh, I've got to do this. Now I've got to do this. Now I'm going to do another speech. Like, Peter Capaldi just went on and on and on. Yeah. And it was just too, it was just the other way. Yeah. So I, I thought it was quite refreshing. And it was a good story overall. It's the longest Doctor Two episode, hour and a half. Um, it didn't really go into some of the other controversial stuff that we've had before. It was quite a nice... There was a lot going on, but it worked this time. The criticism, I think, was there's so much going on, it doesn't always tie together. But actually, it was a really enjoyable hour and a half. Um, and the stuff filmed at, <laughs> at the gates looked amazing. I went back and watched that. Did you see it? Did you yeah. see it? Oh, yeah, I did. Look at the gates. <laughs> They made it look great, but they that's the thing. They didn't really change what you can see. The Nothing you know, was students changed. up in the background. You can see the tech desk at the back with all the stuff when Weird he's talking. Though, in and a way, I quite like that because then I like being able to work out where things are. Like as soon as I, I, was, I was like, I know where they are. When, when I went to where I was to watch the end, I was like, I know where they are. And I saw a blurry building in the background. And I was like, I know exactly where they are. Dr. Grange Pavilions. <laughs> You'd like, And I quite like that quite often... I can probably work out where things are because I live here. So I do like that. When the Doctor comes down into the theatre 
uh, I could see. Oh, it really annoys me. You can see, and like, you can see it because it's they it's out in HD <laughs> on, on iPlayer. This blue tag that's been left on the wall, which I never. I was like, I'll always. I should get rid of that. that. Tons of blue tag from all the various signs and things we've put up. And you can just see, all I could see when she was coming down the stairs was just this bit of blue tack. And I was like, I wish I'd tidied that up. Why did I leave that? <laughs> uh, and it just well, looks it's your legacy. We all have legacies when we leave a place. Yours is in Doc 2 for not taking down that blue tack. And the floor looks a bit dirty in some of the shots. You can just sort of see the well, sort of been, where it's been mopped. They had the crews walking all over it, didn't they? I suppose. I know, but it just looked a bit dirty. And, and when, the do- when the master's been arrested and taken out by unit, I think... It's um, they put up these banners about these volcanoes and stuff. I think it's the cases they've left them on the floor. But for a moment, I thought we've left the keyboard case out on the floor. It looks like the keyboard cases <laughs> just just on the corner. There's something that I they must have just thought it was okay. There's some kind of cases or something just left on the floor there. <laughs> I was like, no, but uh, <laughs> they were only there for a day. That's so but it was a great scene. Yeah, yeah. It was great to see it. And they made it look great with the window, the sort of church window stuff, well, the lighting it, and, and everything. I was on the phone to my mum. I was like, I'm going back to watch the gate. She was like, well, you know, I was like, oh, the gate was from there. I was like, they're in Naples. Okay, let's see the gate in Naples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it did fit. It did work, actually. I was like, I could imagine this in Naples. Yeah, and they've got all the little figures on the pews, which they took all of those pew cushions off to line up those figures. It was like a whole afternoon trying to figure out how they fit back on those pew cushions. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Do you know what? Like, yeah, that should have been fun. my legacy at the bloody gate, is coming up with a system where we stitched in where the pew covers were. Like, never did. But, um, you can yeah, never figure great. them all out. <laughs> 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 you never got them right again. <laughs> oh, it just overlaps uh, from yeah. a random gap. So there we go. There's that's well, that's a bit of an update really for everybody. But we had to talk about it because, uh, and obviously you were. Uh, it would be great if you could watch the whole thing. But there's there are quite a lot of spoilers for sort of her whole time. So I think it would be nice for you to yeah. get there when you get there. I think like with it, rather than watch the whole thing. Yeah, I think like I wanted. I know people might be like, "Oh, you watch that," and you. But equally, there's so much of this era that I don't know, but. The new Who stuff, I've always known who the new companions are. Even if I've not watched the series, it's been so, it's been everywhere. I've always known, like, you know, I said, and when we started this, I saw, I did watch some Chris Freckleston ones because I started with Billy Piper. And I watched them, like, I'd watched some Christmas specials of like David Tennant and stuff. So, like, then it was Matt Smith and it was Peter. So, like, I know, I might not know when it happens, but I know who's next. <laughs> so I thought, there's no harm in me watching the regeneration because. There's a whole like four before them that I knew when when like who they were. It, that doesn't change. But the classics, I haven't got a clue. I don't know who's coming next. I don't know when. And kind of with this, I mean, I'm living in it, so it's a bit different. But when I'm watching it, I'm sure when it starts coming up, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like we're there. Like I've seen, I've seen all the regenerations because they're such big deals. They're such big like moments. And then the trailer that came. So it's not coming out until November twenty three. Yeah, it's another year. Another yeah, year. another year. It's over a year. But so yeah, we've got ages it. to wait. That's what I don't get. I don't know. Or they're still finishing them. Or they, I don't know how many they've done. There's three with David Tennant. So have they done them all? Or are they still doing some? Or they'll have to have those three, and then they'll have to be filming the next Doctor after that to get that ready. Maybe go straight into it. Who knows? Or 
I, I no, don't they know. Say, actually, did they say November? Did they say November? November 23 will be David Tennant's three episodes, and that will lead into uh, the Kutigat was 15th Doctor, which will be like Chris. I can't remember if it was Christmas or not. I think they said New Year special. And it said it right. New Year special. So they'll be quite bunched together, maybe. Yeah. Go so straight into that. His, his first official as the Doctor will be the New Year special. It might be so long to wait. 95% sure I've read New Year. Yeah. Well, we'll ca- we'll try and catch up by then. We'll see how far we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. How- don't think we're going to have caught up completely, but sure, we'll see how far we get. I don't think uh, we're well, quickly um, now, but like, I don't think we move. What, you, were you in the 70s still? We are in the 70s. I think we're 77 now. Right. I mean, we've got the 80s. I know we haven't got the 90s. But we also haven't got the noughties until, like, mid-noughties. It's a 15-year gap. There is, yeah. We might do a bit of 90s stuff in the middle. <laughs> oh, my God. Then we're never going to catch up. Plan, <laughs> plan some 90s things. <laughs> well, you need to experience the 90s. Do I? Does anyone? Yeah. I was there. Anyway, right, I was well. already in the 90s. I've experienced it. My 90s baby. Okay, well, let's get into today's story, then. Image of the Fendal. Well, I'm going to be completely honest, listeners. I really struggled with this. I had my COVID jab the other day. Um, and before we even started, I had to ask Mark if I was right that K9 didn't appear until the end. I was so unsure what was happening. So um, I apologize if I'm not 100% hot on this. I'm going to blame the COVID. Well, I was saying I'm not particularly. This is a quite a fan favorite, but I never had it on video or anything. So. I really haven't watched this very much, so I was struggling a little bit as well. I know it's I'm like highly regarded, it's but I'm not sure. Well, we're back on. I'll, I'll just go. I'll just start going through my notes, and we'll talk about it. So, um, well, we're back on Earth, and we've got. We had such a different, cheap, bright light, maybe silly feel feeling with the invisible enemy last week. We're back to how it was before with this more serious horror style. Yeah darker vibe we've sort of gone back again to that do you think um i mean they obviously wrote this episode before k9 joined yeah so they didn't know k9 was going to join and then this they had this one ready so they had to quickly do the scene at the beginning where he's in pieces and then at the end so yeah they weren't ready for k9 by the time yeah that like explained that and however i was so sad k9 wasn't in it (laughs) I thought you would because you were so excited about it. But wait, he will be. He will be. Once they're ready to write him in, they will be. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not even in it. <laughs> right at the end, nothing dog. So, yeah, we've got these scientists. So we've got four scientists. I think I feel like I need to explain this. Yeah, please Because it's do. quite a, a fairly big cast in a way. We've got Thea who is the lady, who she was in the Faceless Ones as the telephone receptionist lady in the airport. Uh, I think we might have briefly talked about it. The face of the... Um, ben and Polly left in that one. With the one with Samantha in it, with the hat. Ah, uh, yeah, Samantha. Yeah, 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 with the hat. But So she she worked in with the yes. airport people. She yeah, was yeah, in yeah. that. Right. So that was her. So we've got Thea. We've got Colby, who is the other good guy who's sort of with Thea. We've sort of got a divide here. Yeah. Which becomes obvious. So you've got two, the two goodies and the two baddies in a way. And then the two baddies, we've got Max and Dr. Fendelman. And they're working together in this priory. 
looking at this like skull doing sort of like time team basically love time team <laughs> but it sort of comes apparent that Thea and Colby are sort of don't really know what the other two are are working on in a way they're sort of not really telling each other what's happening so you've got all of that but they're and there and this... they've been told they can have unlimited funding yeah, so they're sort of just being hired to to come along, really, but not really knowing what's what's happening, uh, and they're X-raying the skull and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, I was trying to think of sort of scientists that we've had before, like a bit of a Miss Garrett or a or a Liz or a, uh, a bit of the Thea and Colby remind me maybe of sort of Greg and Petra from Inferno. They're sort of um, we've had a lot of scientists in the past, haven't we? Yeah. Do you know what this reminded me of a little bit? Um... The green, the one I mentioned earlier. Green Death? Yeah. Don't mean the Green Death? I meant the one with Cliff in. Yeah, yeah. Different types of scientists. And maybe it's just because it was in an old house. I don't like, you know, there's a lot of like house stuff, wasn't there? So bits of it reminded me that sort of feel of like trying to make a breakthrough. They're just scientists in different ways. It's not the most exciting start to a story, I don't think, just sort of scientists. And well, you've got that yeah, hiker. Yeah, and what's his name? Not Max. Yeah, Colby. Yeah. Colby. Listen, this is where I'm going to be honest. I thought Max and Colby were the same person. So it took me a long... This I really struggled with this. It took me longer than I care to admit to realise that this guy wasn't sometimes being a dick and then being nice. <laughs> There's very few scenes where they're all together. Yeah, no, you're true. That's true. <laughs> Just saying. And when they are, it's like, oh, okay. These are different people. Um, their hair's the same and they talk the same. Um Well, you got this hiker as well that's that sort of gets killed at the beginning. He had, I don't know if you noticed, a bit of a clothes watch here. I'm sure he's got Vince's slash Leela's jumper on from Horror of Fang Rock. It's that grey knitted jumper, exactly well, the same. I feel like they've used the same jumper for him. Anyway, he gets killed outside scary wood. And going, actually carrying on with clothes watch, we're in the TARDIS and Leela looks completely different to me. She's got a different um, outfit on and her hair is completely different. She looks to me like a completely different actress in these. Really? I didn't think it was that noticeable. It, like I noticed it was lighter, but otherwise the same. They've obviously just dyed it. And going up with all these TARDIS scenes, there's quite a few TARDIS scenes. I feel like they're a little bit awkward. I mean, what's your, where's your, where do you rate on the sexual chemistry watch at the moment? Well, I was just going to say, sorry, what was her name? I've forgotten her name already, that woman. Thea. Thea and not Max. Colby. I, they, they reminded me of, do you remember? You're already laughing, so you might know. The nose people. Oh my god, um, Leo. Is it Leo and Tanya? Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my nose? Oh, they're not as bad. No, Leo and Tanya were definitely together. I'm not sure about Thea and Colby. I don't know, but they've got like a good chemistry together. They obviously work together. They obviously like, to begin with, I thought they were a couple. I thought it was a married couple that worked together. And then I realized, no, they're just colleagues. The first like bits of dialogue, I genuinely thought it was a married couple that worked together. Uh, they're more Liz and Petra for me, I think. Not oh, Liz really? and Petra. Not Liz and Petra. Greg and Petra. Sorry, from Inferno. <laughs> you know, Greg. Hi. I'm trying to remember Greg now. Hang the on. volcano one. All the better for seeing you, Petra. Yeah. 
Greg and Petra. There was two of them. I remember in different Petra. Universes. That's the thing. I remember Petra. But I remember Greg. How do you mean, Mr. Sutton? I do remember the nose people. My nose. <laughs> They're my comparison. And I don't know. Maybe it's because his English is really like RP and like ridiculous. They're like, what, what, what are you talking about? Are you okay? And that sort of thing. That it kind of reminded me of their ridiculous accent of like, it's my nose. I smell it in my nose, you know, sort of thing. Well, the, uh, unfortunately, she doesn't really get a chance to do a lot because she's pretty much been possessed all the time. So there's lots of skull glowing over her face and she's slowly being possessed. And then she doesn't really get to do it much once she's possessed. She's not great possessed, is she, either? There she, are points where I was like, is she possessed? Is she not possessed? Is she just a bit useless? It's not particularly... It's a. I think there's quite a high concept or a more complicated concept in this story. And I've never really followed it 100%. Because yeah. it's... Uh, there's a bit more to sort of think about this one, I think. It's not your straightforward action-adventure no, or, or horror story. No, I don't know. It felt like it was trying to be... Keep within that horror genre, but it was also trying to do something different with that. Um, I mean, so you the well, the X-ray in the skull, and I think that sets it all off. So that means Thea starts staring into space and being taken over. The Doctor... Uh, and Leela land, he's detected something going off, whatever's happening. Uh, oh, I like it when they land with the cows. Now, which one of you has the time scanner? Hmm? This doesn't look like the place, Doctor. And the, and the Doctor asks the cows if they've seen the, <laughs> the thing, and he's like, oh, that's really good. And then you've got Leela again on the planet, which she's got a knife out, and she catches that guy, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I've been sent by the council. You know, that, that's, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, I like that's all- really fun. That reminded me a little bit when we send Leela off, like, um, what was it, last season? Victorian time. And she gets taken in by people sort of thing. I quite I, I quite liked her. She doesn't quite get taken in in the same way, but, it, you know, she's sort of with the poor people in the town, I guess, or the townspeople, not the poor people. I guess they're poor in comparison to the scientists and their unlimited funds. But anyway, the people that live in the town versus and she's with them versus scientists and the doctors with them Hmm. and i well as i say i like this lovely kitchen set that they're all having breakfast at i think that's brilliant we meet oh so colby takes the dog out for a walk leaky the dog leaky the dog i mean <laughs> yeah, leaky I the dog that. that's a fantastic name for a dog oh leaky is great um you haven't got a canine but you've got leaky the dog in this story no. so that makes up for it what was i gonna and- just say then I was going to ask you something. What's your favourite breakfast? Like, okay, any breakfast item. Well, I just like the whole buffet, really. <laughs> it's proper full English. Get everything. What well, that, you well, on your plate? If I go to a... If it's like your travel lodge buffet type thing, which I love, that is everything. That's a full English breakfast. And well, then the I'll have like... Ones, yeah. And yeah, and then I'll have like maybe a yogurt and something, and then I'll have some cereal, and then I might have some croissant or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have all of it, not just a. Co- I, I don't know, sort of like maybe egg standard. Maybe it's sometimes a whole. I don't like hash browns. Don't have hash browns. Yeah. See, I don't add bacon. I'm not a massive bacon fan, but I recently. So me and my mum, whenever my mum's down, we go for breakfast, and we usually go to Bills, and we start going to Cozy Club because I think I prefer it, and then. I'd said to her, I was like, let's go to the Ivy for breakfast. And she was like, 
whew. And I was like, no, it's nice. And like, it's just breakfast. And it was a little bit more than what it would have cost us at Bill's or Cozy Club. And I mean like a little bit, but it was like other level. And I had the pancakes and they were the best pancakes I've ever eaten out on. Just everything about it. Like, because I could add the syrup after, but I could have the berries. Oh, it was just like banging. I was like, and I ate the whole thing. Normally I end up leaving a little bit because I've just got too stodgy. I ate the whole thing. It was perfect. Wow. That is like, if you want a brunch, that's like, that's one of my favorite brunches. But if I, or if you want breakfast, you know, like I would definitely recommend if you have an IV, go to it for breakfast. But uh, I think I am like, a toast avocado and halloumi girl with a poached egg. That's like, I love that for a brunch, which is really millennial, but I'll take it. Well, I think Thea just has marmalade on toast in this. She's not as fancy She's not as, as fancy that. as us. She's no. not going to the Ivy for... I don't, don't no. go around, I don't go to the Ivy. I've only went with my mum that one time. So <laughs> regular Ivy. But actually, I was surprised. It only costs, I think... And I had an orange juice, and my mum had a massive full veggie breakfast and a cup of tea. And I think it cost us two pounds more than what it usually does at Bills. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Doctor Thunderbird <laughs> would be able to organise that. To go from here. I will, I will ask him. But anyway, they're all having breakfast. <laughs> they're all having breakfast, and that's when they're like, "Oh yeah, there's the hikers, the body." Because Colby comes back, and he's like, "There's a body," and then Fenderman, you think he's all sort of behind all of this? He kind of is, and he's like. Don't call the police or yeah, that kind of you, stuff. Yeah, you very much think it's him. I thought it was him. Yeah, so you're quite surprised when it turns out to be Max later on. And actually, Fenderman is just getting on. He just wants, he's like the the scientist, the obsessed scientist that just wants to get on with stuff. He's not actually done anything that bad. He hasn't, he's not a bad scientist. He just wants to get, he's made this amazing discovery. It's, Max, that is the one that's taken over, is the one that's a bit sort of like Demon Z, where they're all doing, you know, all that kind of thing. The stuff about the the body of the hiker uh, decomposing really quickly, and something about the energies being removed. So you're getting hints. It's not really that clear at this point what's going on. So then we get some other characters. We see Mrs. Tyler, Mrs. T comes in and and they're they're sort of rude to her. We've missed something. I think. Have you done the second death? Oh, the security that? guard hasn't yeah. happened yet. That's yeah, what I want to play. He had a great scene. He was on screen for, like, he'd already had a little bit of dialogue so we knew who he was. And then just before that, he just sat there and it's just slowly him drinking a cup of tea. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's like... That's yeah, and then he gets killed. He and gets, he killed, gets killed. killed. He's the one that's rude to Mrs. Tyler because she comes in, he's like, oh, you're not allowed to be here. And then she... She has sort of has a. She's a bit of a Mrs. Hawthorne, but a bit more of a <laughs> angry Mrs. Hawthorne. Angry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's still great. The guy, the security guard guy, I can't remember what his name is now. Um, he was um the dad in EastEnders, Slater, Charlie Slater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he's played a lot of unit soldiers. He was part of the stunt crew, so he's been in. A lot of the which probably third why Doctor they stories. were like, you can do the scene where you just sit on a chair, drink some tea, and then die. Yeah, um, and then this is where we find out that Thea and Colby aren't part of it all, really, and that Fendler's hired the security guys. No one's allowed to. I'm being or out. That's why you think he's a bit dodgy. So we're starting to unfold what's going on, and we're building towards the Doctor and Leela are far away. They're on their way to the house, but it's like pitch black by the time they get there. But they landed in like daytime. I think that's a bit. Suddenly it's night time. Don't really understand that. 
and you've got the Doctor and Lena in the forest on their way. And then we've got this sort of three cliffhangers in one. You've got the Doctor, something coming towards the Doctor. He just stands still in the forest. You've got Leela coming up to a, a sort of barn house thing and the gun goes off. And I think Thea's being glowy at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And then it just sort of cuts. It's a really weird cliffhanger. I don't understand because the Doctor's standing there and what you find out or what isn't clear in the direction is that this force or whatever it is and that's what's supposed to happen to the hiker is it makes you can't move it makes your legs sort of still so he can't move but it just looked like he's standing there staring with a camera coming towards him and it doesn't really make sense and then when you go into um part two they re-edit that cliffhanger so you see that Leela gets out the way of the gun. They don't put that in the previous. They oh. re-edit it for the first time. So it's a bit of an editing job to make make it think that Leela's been shot with the gun. But it's all a bit... It's a bit of a mess, that cliffhanger. I don't know. Some people are like, oh, it's perfectly clear what's going on. But I think it's a badly edited... It's just not clear to me. Especially as actually a lot of the things in the episode aren't clear to me either. So well, no, same. Like I and like I said, it didn't help that I thought one actress the same person twice, which my own fault. Just blaming my COVID jab. Okay, it was it was a good episode. It was like it was a good story. Sorry, I don't think I'd have it. Sorry, there's some kids outside. Um, sorry, I might have to ring the police. Why? <laughs> Basically, like right outside here, there's kids that are keep having fireworks. Oh no! But like they're right by the flats, and I've just heard. A, so I have to keep ringing one hundred and one and be like, the kids are outside. I'm next to the police station, so they come, but then the kids run away. They don't know where they've got the fireworks from, and there's just a load of them out there screaming and throwing fireworks oh, at each other. Oh no! Can you not hear that? I can't hear anything. There's like... Thank you for calling 101. I'll have to ring 101, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to because... The thing is, they move down here and then, like, they're doing it at the flats. You are number seven. Oh, my... I'm number seven in the queue, Mark. This is why I never get through to the police in time for, like... By the time I get through, they've just run away. Like literally, we carry on while we're waiting. Yeah, well, we'll no, just carry on with that in the background. I have to keep it on speaker so I know that, like, that's all right. You can hear it rigging. Okay, that's fine. fine. <laughs> so then we meet uh, Ted and Jack in that house. So Leela's in the house there with those sort of the locals. That's a nice setup. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That reminded it felt very demonsy. Maybe, maybe what I struggled with with this a little bit compared to last week. This one felt like something we'd had before. Like last week's felt like fun and fresh and different and like uh, I enjoyed it way and K9 was new and we'd never been in the hospital. There's all newer elements that like I could enjoy. A lot of this I can be like, well, this reminds me of the demons and this reminds me of like it didn't feel very new. No, we have taken a bit of a step back. Uh, and yeah, it is other elements that we've had. Yeah, very demonsy. But I think the characters in this are great. Like the scientists. By the time I got th- to the end of this story, I-, I loved like Jack and 
his gran and they were great supporting characters which i'd never because i'd never really watched this properly before i didn't really appreciate them before really know much about them before and the way that they sort of work with the doctor and leela and colby comes out a bit of a hero at the end out of all the scientists he's the one that that makes it through yeah Uh, yeah. and there's still there's still a bit more humor in this as well in some of you know especially with the doctor and leela's scenes um going carrying on into part two what I thought was a bit odd in this, so the Doctor, he's on his way, he comes in, Thea is on the floor being taken over or, or whatever. She starts glowing with these little uh, Fendaline things on. The Doctor's like, oh yeah, they're Fendaline. This He seems to know exactly what's going on straight away and well, I guess like, it's everything. It's four. I guess it's because it's four and they but don't have not... time for like discovery. But like... It just seems to just know straight away all of this stuff, like 12 million years from the planet, whatever, this crash. So the whole big concept of this whole story is, and I think I've got this right, here we go, people will tell me if not. <laughs> so the Fendel, or whatever this skull was, is 12 million years old because they've been like carbon dating it and stuff. And he's made this, Fend- Fendelman has made this massive discovery that it's this skull has come from way before we knew humans to exist. Yeah. And it's the theory is that it's come from space and it's basically ancient aliens. The human race has evolved from this, which has fallen from this planet 12 million years ago and created basically the human race is the concept here. Yeah, yeah. Which some people theorise in real life, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's documentaries on Sky about these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I didn't really get what the... F- little friendly creature things were all about and why is Thea collapsing with these things on her it's slowly sort of absorbing her or taking the energy because then there's that whole scene where she's like you didn't ask me who who planned this I planned this as if she's talking like she's taken over I think and also there was no way to distinguish her and when she's been like yeah I I I didn't find it very strong as a No, and like Fendelman does try and explain it that but all he's explaining is that I've made this amazing discovery. There's this big energy source and we've scanned the skull and it's got a pentagon on it for whatever reason. Um the doctor's locked up in a cupboard. Somebody opens it and lets him out. We never find out who that is in the whole story. No. It's no. Never explained. That's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Who opens the door? Because Thea comes up later because she's getting taken over. She's aware of it. So she comes to the door and is like, are you there? I need help. I don't know what to do. But he's not. the doctor's escaped by then. Never explained what happens there. That's a bit of an odd Yeah. Thing. I don't know who would do that. Meanwhile, we've got Mark, Tyler and Ted, I think it is, who is the other local... So he's part of this cult thing. We've always it's the whole cult thing. It's the sort of chant. It's again. It's the sort of bit of a chanty, taken overy cult thing that we don't really enjoy, no, particularly no. in Doctor Who. That's a bit like we've seen it so many times before as well. So there's this whole. So Max uh, and Ted have been plotting. So this is where we find out that Max is the evil scientist. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until he comes in and starts talking to her, like, "Why are you here?" and stuff and that. So, so actually. For, for four parts, for all these characters, there's plenty going on because you've got the divide between the scientists and then it's sort of divided again between Fenderman and Max. So there's sort of like layers going on there of like what's going on. And there's a cool idea of the skull and the pentagram and stuff in it. 
And when they're looking actually at the X-ray with a pentagram on, and they do, and it's a, it's a very for seventies TV, it's a very modern shot because they've got the light there of the X-ray. It's a bit like CSI or Casualty or something with the glow from the X-ray thing lit lit them. From a seventies program, you don't see stuff like that, or in Doctor Who, you don't see stuff like that with the actual lighting being sort of like rather than like studio lights over the top. They, they do. It's like that is a modern TV drama yeah, yeah. technique, which is great. I mean, this whole story looks amazing. That set of the house with all the rugs and everything and the tapestries looks great. All the stuff out in the forest always looks good. It's a And the cottage and everything, it's... Br- oh, there's an owl in the cottage. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Did you see the owl? Did you see she's got a pet owl? martella has got a pet owl. As when Leela first walks in, there's a little actual real owl. I miss that. Um, yeah is that like a witchy sort of thing but um everyone misses the owl i can't believe it (laughs) owls in doctor who we need more very harry potter (laughs) and then thea gets uh knocked out by max and this is where it starts to go downhill a little bit because we're not really going anywhere after part two uh, for me because then the end of part two is a weird cliffhanger the doctor just touches the skull and just goes ah it's glowing but we've seen it glow for like two episodes worth already it's nothing new so that's why that cliffhanger for me is just like are these are like the worst cliffhangers in this story yeah none of the cliffhangers were great actually um other than him touching the skull i thought at least like well at least something's happening yeah, but not yeah, but nothing. Why it doesn't matter? He walks in. He knows all about it. He should know not to touch the skull if he knows the whole of what's going on. I just, oh, I just thought that was a bit. Um, and this is why my notes get scarcer and scarcer because I'm like, I am watching more, but I'm like, okay. Leela saves the doctor, pushes him off the chair. On to, this is where I thought you were going to say about the sexual chemistry and stuff because they're all a bit like, oh, did I crush you? And oh, <laughs> you know, you all this kind of now. stuff. <laughs> no, he seems just, he's not as angry as he was, but he still. Hang on. No, sorry. I thought, I thought someone was talking at me, but it's the woman just saying her blurb. Um, I know, I think like. It's um, what were we just talking about? Doctor and Leela. Doctor and Leela. I felt like actually they were just—he was just angry with her more of the time. Previously, it felt like, and maybe it's interesting. I'm not sure whether it's just because of what you've said that I'm seeing it, or whether actually previously the sort of angriness was marked with him trying to pretend he's not, but actually underneath he's pissed off. And therefore, he's overly trying to, you know, when you don't like someone, but you don't want them to know. So you you almost over nice something to try and like show that actually you don't feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a bit of that. Whereas now he's sort of like, well, I've played not liking you. So I'm just going to, but we've obviously sorted this out, but I'm going to carry it on i can't, I, it's, I can't well, explain it's, it it's i find it really awkward i mean it's a, it's padding in part three the doctor and leela go off in the tardis to find this planet and then they die on it don't they but and then they come back he knows yeah 
it's padding because the Doctor and Leela can't get to the basement and find all the culty stuff going on until later on. They need to be out of the story. And those are really awkward scenes because she's sort of a bit joke. They're a bit jokey with each other, but not. She's like, oh, he bangs his hand. She's like, oh, did you hurt yourself? No, I've just thought of it. I don't know, the weird sort of, oh, I just saw a firework behind you. I know. They're getting closer. <laughs> They're getting closer, I told you. Um, yeah, the weird sort of, the jokes don't land. It's not a funny the like the relationship between Sarah Jane and the Doctor, where she could be a bit sarky with him and a bit, oh yes, I know you're a Time Lord, all that kind of stuff. But with Leela, it just doesn't work. And I don't know, maybe it's hello. Oh, hi. Um, so I've got some people with fireworks outside. It's a beautiful day. The exercise will do us good. Come on. Sorry. Back to image of the Fendor. <laughs> So yeah, Doctor Who and TARDIS, it's all padding and yeah, there's not no point to it. We find out this is where there's a bit more of the backstory. They try and explain a bit. So Fendal, because I was like, it's called Image of the Fendal. They're Fendal, Fendalines. Why is he Dr. Fendal? The idea is that it's this has all been like pre-planned. So throughout all of his generations of his family history and the name and everything has been leading up to this point. I think that's the implication. That's why he's like... Because I was like... The Doctor was like, oh yeah, they're Fenderlings. I'm like, well, he's not an alien. He's not anything to do with it. But then he realises he's been used. He's like, well, we've all been used. The whole human race has been used. We've all like evolved from millions of years, the human race, to get this alien back for that got blew up from this planet, basically. I see. That's I not very clear. No, it's just a bit. I'd ra- I think I would rather have your straightforward sort of horror in a house, murder, alien invasion. Sometimes, yeah, I yeah. Think. Um, because then, oh yeah, then this ep- this episode, you you've got um, Mar Tyler and Jack all like ganging together with the Doctor and Leela, and then you see the Fendal creature coming towards them down the thing. What do you think of the actual? Oh, I mean, again, I felt like it's just something we've seen before. It was it was better than last week's creature. Oh, much better, yeah. Like, better than that. It, it did look better than that. I mean, last week's was a, a glowing blob, so that's not <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no, Horror of Fang Rock, sorry, the prawn and Horror of Fang Rock. Yeah, actually. yeah, sorry, yes, it's you're just... right. I've, I've gone to Horror of Fang Rock, and I, I completely missed out prawn. So it felt better than that. I don't. I just don't think it was what I was expecting. And then they're all stuck because their legs can't move. I don't really like this idea because it's just not clear. And it also, just looks like they're standing they're, there. They're it beat by salt. So basically they're giant slugs because it, it, like that's all it is. And like, oh, if you chuck salt at them, it, it stops them. That's slugs. <laughs> and they kind of look a little bit like a slug. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. It gets a bit more interesting when Thea, who has literally just been lying down for like a whole episode doing nothing, gets turned gold into... The Fendal, I'm guessing, because she's gold and it looks amazing. She's then she's rising up and there's amazing makeup and all of this stuff. We've gone seventies again, but nothing. She she doesn't say anything. She waves her arms around, and you can't look into her eyes. She's this gold person. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't say a thing. Appears in the in the house disappears, appears in the pentagram, disappears. That monster thing, the Fendal creature, appears and disappears. It's the connection between the creature and the gold lady doesn't make it... They don't seem like they're the same thing. And maybe they're sort of like the minion-y creatures of this gold 
of the gold lady Fendel, but I don't really get she just waves her arms around and then they blow everything up and then she waves her arms around and is gone. I liked actually the the strongest moment I think was Dr. Fendel was like, you know, I can't believe I've done it goes very quickly. Actually, Max, sorry, Max, not Fendel. I'm getting them mixed up now. <laughs> I'm getting them blurring into one. Not so Max, Colby, Max, Colby gets away. It's Ma- it's Colby and Fendel that are tied up and like, oh my God, what's happened? And Dr. Fendel's like, oh, the energy, they're after the energy and all this stuff. He realizes what a huge mistake it was to just, but he didn't really do anything. It's not his fault that these cult people are after him. He accidentally looked... No, sorry, again, I'm getting it mixed up. It, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, between you and the fireworks outside, I'm like, I'm so confused. Sorry, hang on, I'm getting Max and mixed up every time I say this. Right, okay. Dr. Fenderman is tied up. Max is the cult leader. It goes very quickly from Max being like, I'm going to be a god, to, oh, I've made a mistake. It's literally like two minutes of her appearing. He's like, oh... This shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And then it's the strongest moment is him killing himself, basically. He's like, oh, I've been taken over. I can't get out of this for whatever reason. And he's like, I've made a mistake. And then he, you see his sort of body on the floor. And it's a shame because then he, he has, before that, shot Dr. Fendelman as well, who actually wasn't a bad guy. It's not his fault. But that all happens very quickly and think the tables just turn. And then it's a case of throw salt at them and let's blow this up and get out of here which again we've we we blew up last week we blew up the week before it just seems to be the answer to everything at the minute it's just blow it up and get out of the way yeah and within that you get your nice moments with leela for the gun and leela loves throwing the salt and all that kind of stuff she's up <laughs> she's up for it she's always up for a, a warrior moment oh, yeah, isn't exactly, she yeah so yeah. she brings the sort of entertainment and i love um Ma Tyler being like, oh, one day I'm going to be too old for all of this. And so, you know, there's still that little bit of comedy within that. But in actual, I mean, we didn't have that much chanting. We should be grateful for that we didn't have that much chanting. Stuff. <laughs> You're grateful. You're grateful. Like, and there was a few sort of minion y people that got killed and taken over. But it's, I think it's a waste of her being, she doesn't speak. It's not like they talk to the Fendal or it's a worm and a gold lady. And, like, they don't talk. They just appear in smoke and disappear. Great imagery, great look, but what else? there's nothing else to it. And the Doctor's just wandering around being like, right, I'm gonna... the Doctor sorts it all out. He's like, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And everyone's sort of following him around, being like, how can I help? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's about yeah. it, really. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what I was expecting, I found it quite hard to follow. I didn't think it was strong enough to like hold up in some ways. But then, and then we get the nice scene at the end with K Nine at least. Yeah, like, and then we see K Nine who has a nod, and I was just like, I, I expected more. Yeah, I expected more. It's funny how it's everyone loves this one. I just don't think it holds up as. Uh, I think the idea is good. I think just, I think it's the direction in this case. It's not the production value because no, actually I actually looks great. think this could do with being a five, dare I say, rather than a four. Or some of that padding that happened where they went away. There wasn't enough layering of like who they these the backstory of it all. It was all very Russian that the doctor just knew everything. I don't know, the pace of it just didn't feel right. It was quite hard to keep up with and follow. There's a lot of characters as well, which sometimes works, but you also need to give them time to like for us to know and establish who they are. And yeah, 
I give it like a six out of ten because like it's not brilliant. It's not awful. Like you said, the production value is very good. I just find it, and this could be COVID job as well. <laughs> I just find it quite hard to follow. No, I no, I find it hard to follow. Yeah, I think um, I, there'll be. I'm sure there's people that follow it very easily, but I just thought, mm, yeah, it's just not my. I mean, you loved last week. I didn't even like last week's. I did enjoy last week's oh. a lot because it was so. I loved the hospitals. I loved that it was just so different, and I like it's refreshing when after. You know, you get some stories for a while. When you get something that feels really different and it is it is refreshing. Oh, and at the end, when Leela's back in her old outfit and her hair's down, she looks like Leela again. Yeah, She yeah. looks completely different. Yeah. That's where you see the contrast. She looks terrible throughout this, I think. <laughs> and now she looks all right again. I just but think there's also, something... Also, the whole dialogue at the end, I just found they're like, again, just going back to the chemistry, I found that really confusing, like... She said, uh, like, she got really angry that he, he uh, like, or he did it, I can't remember which way around it was now. Uh, like, she said, you got it, he or something, like, and I don't, I thought, what's he trying to achieve here? Like, because everything was just felt really angry with it. I don't know. It's like awkward padding. I think that's the problem. Like that bit where they went in the middle. She's like, has a dream or something. She's on the floor. He cuts back and she's been sleeping on the floor. And she's like, oh, I had a dream about, or something. It, I don't, I don't know. It's very odd writing for them, and they've been great up until now, but there's just something... And they are still good in this, like, with the cows and all of that stuff. But those TARDIS scenes, it feels like, oh, we need a bit more time in this story. Let's write a couple of TARDIS scenes and shove them in at the beginning, at the end, and in the middle to pad it out. It's like they've done all the rest of it, which is great, and then let's just add in these weird, awkward interactions, which don't really... And, like, and the direction of them as well, when they're looking at the scanner, they're talking. It just cuts to a... Like, a... Uh, some buttons on the console for a really long time while he's still talking. It's just you, like this close-up of these buttons and you're like, you should be on the actors talking to each other. I don't know why you're cutting away at some random... Like, it's the direction for me. It's just not great. Mm, I told you I knew this season wouldn't be a... would be a tough one. <laughs> Every job did not help. So hopefully next week I'm more back on it. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've not had... I've not had a thing about having you're a in England. You've been waiting a while. I, I keep getting the flu one. They keep messaging me about flu. Oh, my I've never had that one. card has a space for flu. Oh. And my COVID job and then flu. Well, I'll tell you the name of the next story. <laughs> there we go. We just go straight. So the next one, I actually have to look this up. This is, again. Uh, oh, the next story is called The Sunmakers. The Sunmakers. Okay. There you go. That sounds cheery. It does. It sounds good, actually. I feel like there might be some mythology sort of thing in there. And I will, it's not a spoiler, but we will, you'll have full canine Woo! now on. Yes, I imagine so. I was, I, was really, I was like, what are you bringing on board? And then you bloody get used. And all I did at the end was nod. That was weird. Canine never really nods anyway. That was really odd. A really odd ending. Yeah, it didn't say anything. It just nodded. And I was like, what? I wanted it to at least speak so we knew that it was like, back to normal ready to like go into action it was like a really sad nod it was like a oh weird anyway oh it says you've gone offline again i hope it's all right it says that uh, you're, you went off online and then back offline oh god okay uh well hopefully this is recorded all right <laughs> and we will see you all next week <laughs> <laughs> where sarah will give you an update on the police and all sorts probably <laughs> next week if you're all wondering <laughs> you can follow us on twitter and instagram in the meantime at to watch 
who and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash to watch who and we'll see you next week for the Sunmakers. Bye. 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 To watch who.